Ask for a favor. Uh huh. Can I hear you say, come on? Kawaii. Come on. Kawaii. Come on. Kawaii. No. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Listen, I love Drew Brown from Pittsburgh. Come on. But his friends are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not ramping down. We're just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Thank you. God bless. And come on. Here we are, one week removed from our first preview episode on the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers Part 2 in 2020. And of course, well, things have changed since last Wednesday. As everybody knows, we don't really have to tell you why, but this game set for 3.40 today as we release this on Wednesday, December 2nd. Hopefully the game is still going to be played today. Who knows with the way this situation has developed this is episode 38 of the Come On Network podcast, and it is our first Steelers re-preview. Kyle Dawson, Donnie Chedrick, Jack Kilgrove, uh, Joe Smeltzer with you. And as always, thanks for listening. Always thanks for the subscribes, the streams, the downloads, the ratings, and reviews. You can find us on any device that gets internet or wherever you get into your podcast, be that Apple, Spotify, Anchor, or another. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network. That's at Come On, C-O-M-O-N network n-e-t-w-o-r-k on twitter and id also on the web at mon.network with blog stories features columns hot takes the podcast episodes you can learn more about our team and more including shopping our merch collection which is online at mon.network backslash store well we're gonna have two segments in this repeat and we're gonna try to keep it short since we know that the game is coming up in about 10 hours from release here of this episode on, on all of our podcast platforms. Uh, our first segment, we're just going to kind of talk about, and we did this in the emergency episode as well, in episode 37, you can go back and listen to as well, but obviously even uh, stuff has changed since then. Uh, just kind of talk about the situation and, and what has transpired over, transpired over the course of the last four or five days here since this game was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving night, pushed back to Sunday, pushed back to Monday, Tuesday, and now ultimately will be hopefully played on Wednesday, guys. Well, I think we're all at the point where we won't believe they're playing this game until the ball is kicked off the fat foot of Chris Boswell or Justin Tucker uh, a little bit after 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, or I guess th this afternoon. We're, we're recording this the, the night before. And I know people have bitched and moaned enough about how long it has taken to play this game six days after it was originally scheduled. Uh, there are some things as Steeler fans that maybe look a little bit fishy or suspicious, uh, but we just kind of have to roll with the punches. Uh, and it's more important that the, the team, that the Steelers players and coaches roll with the punches because even though the game being pushed back another day has now opened up the possibility of J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram coming back, it's still going to be the Ravens led by Robert Griffin III. It's not Lamarvelous. It's a team that still doesn't have uh, the, the MVP from last season. They don't have Mark Andrews, which is probably their top receiving target at tight end. Will Sneed is out. Uh, I believe Calais Campbell and Matt Judon are both out. Uh, Brandon Williams came off the COVID list, but he still may miss the game. 
So a lot of key pieces on both sides of the football that this Ravens squad is still missing. And I think the Steelers, uh, as long as the focus is still there, which with, with how this team has been in 2020, I, I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, I think the Steelers should still be able to win this football game uh, this afternoon. Yeah, I got to be honest. Um, as of last Thursday, I looked at this situation as something that, yeah, it was unfair, but it's no more unfair than anything else that's happened this year. I thought it was unfortunate that COVID-19 essentially, face it, fucked with the Steelers' schedule for the second time this year. But at the same time, I probably wasn't quite as sympathetic to, to the Steelers because my mindset was, and I even tweeted this out Thanksgiving night, my mindset was that if people haven't figured out that life is unfair by now, that's on them. And I still believe that in most cases, but in the past several days since Thanksgiving, almost a week now since the game first got pushed back, which got pushed back last Wednesday, so exactly a week um, back from when we are recording this, my mindset was uh, that, yeah, life is unfair. But in the past several days, almost a week, it's evolved into something that even by this year's standards is absolutely bonkers. I think what's happening is a cause of the Baltimore Ravens sensing an opportunity to kind of screw with the system in order to get some of their horses saddled up again. And unfortunately, the NFL is basically letting them do it. Roger Goodell and his goons are letting the Ravens call the shots. And while I don't think it will end up getting Baltimore a win, I do think this situation is much different, much more extreme than what we saw happened with the Tennessee Titans two months back. I don't think John Harbaugh is the ringleader necessarily. I think he could be complicit in what's probably a players-driven idea of trying to screw with the NFL. And thinking of the Titans, as pissed off as we were with them way back when, as foolish and reckless as Tennessee was back in September, they're damn near choir boys compared to what the Dirty Birds pulled off successfully this week. Yeah, that, that's a great way to end that, Joe. I mean – they, they, it looks like the Titans, and we freaked out about them at the beginning of the season. They get off scot-free compared to this. But um, in our um, emergency episode that we had a couple of days ago in reaction to all of this, uh, we, we, we covered all of that. But, again, happy Groundhog Day, boys. It feels like we're, we've been talking about this one and making a podcast for this one for a while, and, and we have been. Um, I'm not concerned uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this football game. At the end of the day, and the last time the Steelers lost a football game was at the hands of Robert Griffin III. He didn't play very well in that game, and they were able to beat the Steelers because the quarterback, the Duck, went 9 of 25 for 95 yards. Uh, that's not a good day at quarterback, and if you ask me, the Steelers have uh, a little bit of a better quarterback situation now than they did uh, the last time they lost a football game to the Baltimore Ravens, but Robert Griffin III stinks. Um, he hasn't been relevant since he blew out his knee um, for the Washington then Redskins. Um, he hasn't really been able to make it as a starting quarterback since. I mean, that's why he's riding pine to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. He gets to start this week, obviously, because of Lamar Jackson's COVID situation. But Robert Griffin III didn't throw for 100 yards in that game either. He was 11 of 21, threw an interception, and was sacked three times. Um, and with the Steelers in 2020, if you were to tell me that they sack the opposition 
three times and turn him over at least once. I, I think that's a victory, especially when it's not Lamar Jackson under center. And you had all those other guys that are out for the Baltimore Ravens and even them getting back a couple of their horses in Ingram and Dobbins. How available are those guys going to be? I don't know. Um, regardless, I think the Steelers have this one. I don't want to say in the bag, but I, I think that they are um, going to handle this one pretty nicely. Uh, lots of points that you guys made I would have echoed, so I'll kind of stay away from those. In terms of this situation, and I, I bitched and moaned a lot about the situation in our emergency episode within regards to the, the strength coach for the Ravens, who somewhat miraculously still has a job for Baltimore. Uh, right now he's still suspended after starting this whole thing uh, by not reporting symptoms, coming to work, not wearing a mask, not wearing a tracking device, but I'm, I'm not going to harp on him in this episode and our re-preview here. But uh, I think the, the situation is, has started to gradually piss me off more and more as it's gone on. Um, it seems like everything is, is being figured out on the fly, and I think it is. And that's kind of a shame because the NFL had months and months and months to figure out a contingency plan for if something like this should happen once they already screwed with buys. Number one, the NFL should have had at least two universal buys or two buys for each team built into the schedule. I would say they should have had three buys built into the schedule this year. That includes a week 18 that if you needed it, you could have used or a, a week in that facet uh, that you could have used as a universal buy for the NFL. That way you went in knowing this is either going to happen or we can drop it if we don't need it. Um, I think that, that from the conspiracy standpoint, and there are a lot of Pittsburgh fans and even in media members, uh, there's, there's guys at DK, including himself, uh, guys at the fan uh, and other outlets here that have been on the conspiracy train that John Harbaugh somehow is pulling the strings of the NFL. This was a players driven decision on Monday night and the NFL did allow the Baltimore Ravens players to, to pull some strings, but I'm not buying that. And, and I don't want to go down too far into a rabbit hole here, but I'm not buying that the NFL pushed the game back so that Baltimore could potentially get back Brandon Williams, which they're not going to have him or they could potentially get back JK Dobbins and Mark Ingram. The deal with it, Dobbins and Ingram is they're both now eligible to come off the COVID list. Here's the thing though. They're not with the team in Pittsburgh right now. They've already landed as we're recording this on Tuesday night around 11 o'clock. The team has landed. The team is at the hotel. J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are not here. They are not allowed to travel with the team on the plane because they are still under COVID protocol. They're on day 10. So in order to come off the COVID list, they have to be all in the clear for tomorrow. But I guess there's some language and there were some media folks, including D.K., I believe earlier on Twitter, uh, sending out language from the NFL that says that you can't just show up and play and be activated on the day of a game if you're not with the team in the hotel. I, I don't know if that's a COVID thing or what it relates to, but in the end, the problem with this game getting pushed back continuously is, is competitive advantages towards the Steelers that the Steelers, frankly, should have in this game. This is the Ravens' fault that this game has been pushed back, and it is known fault admitted fault by the Baltimore Ravens with their strength coach and with protocols not being followed down the stretch. This has no similarity whatsoever to the Denver situation. There was one positive test in Denver and then three quarterbacks didn't wear a mask in a meeting room. They were deemed close contacts, deemed uneligible to play. This is not the same thing. It's not even close to the same thing, but 
the Ravens having it pushed back continues to tip the scales back towards the Ravens a little bit, or at least back towards there being a competitive evenness in this game. And and listen, you guys have already said it. It's not going to be even in this game. RG3 at quarterback, Mark Andrews out, Nick Boyle already on IR, Ronnie Stanley out, two centers out, other offensive linemen out, starters on the defensive side of the ball, including three huge pieces of the front seven for Baltimore. There's so many guys that are out for Baltimore, but the problem is you keep pushing it back. You keep allowing for the possibility that guys come back. And I think that's what Steelers fans and Steelers players and people who are around the team have the biggest problem with even NFL fans across the board. You keep pushing it back. You keep looking like you're doing favors to the Ravens. And that's, that's where I have the problem. Every day that you've pushed it back, Thursday to Sunday, whatever, no big deal. Sunday to Monday, eh, whatever, no big deal. Monday to Tuesday, a little bit of a problem. Tuesday to Wednesday, huge problem. Not to mention the fact as we roll into our second segment and our final segment here of our re-preview as we're talking a little bit about the game specifically and with our updated picks, this game can't even compete with the Rockefeller Plaza Christmas tree. So that's why it's being played at 340. Tossing all of these things aside, We've still got a very important football game for these two teams. Baltimore at 6-4, and four, Pittsburgh at 10-0. and 0. The Steelers cannot clinch a playoff spot this week. We thought going into the week there was a chance, but with Miami's win over the Jets, that's not possible here in Week 12, but it could be possible in Week 13 if this is a win for the Steelers. It's also very possible that they can take a step closer with the win to clinching the AFC North this week, guys. I'm still going to go with the Steelers to win this game. And it's odd that this game is still in week 12. I keep waking up uh, in the morning thinking that uh, my fantasy matchup for week 13 will be in preview mode, but I'm not getting that because we're still stuck in week 12. Uh, Six days after the first games in week 12 were played uh, on Thanksgiving afternoon. Uh, I like the Steelers still in this one. I like them originally whenever a lot of the Ravens were healthy when Lamar Jackson was in the lineup uh, they were still missing both of the running backs in that case they're getting those guys back but again losing Lamar along with uh, you know all the other guys that we've named Uh, my my first prediction was Steelers 23-20 I think the Steelers uh, have a a little bit bigger of a win than that I'm going to go with Pittsburgh 28 to 17 and it could be a case where the Steelers lead it uh, 28 to 10 and Baltimore scores late or it could be a case where it's a close game late and the Steelers score one more time to pull it away but I I like the Steelers to really control most of this game and I think uh, a lot of people are looking forward to that after the uh, roller coaster ride the Ravens took everyone on over the last six days. Yeah, Donnie, you said it. Um, initially, I thought, as I think we all thought, that the Steelers would beat the Ravens in a similar manner to how the Steelers usually beat the Ravens, and for that matter, how the Ravens usually beat the Steelers. I thought it was going to be a close game determined by a field goal, as is the MO for what this rivalry has been, especially over the past 15 years. Now, with all that's happened over the past week, I expect the Steelers to win somewhat big. I'm thinking at least two touchdowns. And I don't say that because I'm expecting any poetic justice from the football gods served to the Dirty Birds. I just simply think the Steelers are a better football team, even when both squads are at full strength. And now that the Ravens are without Lamar Jackson, among others, that gap becomes 
significantly larger. So with all the madness, stress, you could even say bullshit, whatever, that this week has brought, hoping and assuming this game finally gets played Wednesday afternoon, I think Steelers fans will be relieved to see this week end in a 24-10 Steelers win. My initial prediction was Steelers 26-23. Now I'm going to say two fewer points, but a much more comfortable win. 24-10 Steelers get it done. You know, well, when we originally predicted this game, the line was a lot smaller, and I was on the record saying I don't think the Steelers cover. Um, now I do because a lot has changed, and the line has changed as well. But, um, yeah, Joe, I agree with you. I think even when these two teams are at full strength, the Pittsburgh Steelers have uh, the upper hand on the Baltimore Ravens, and they certainly have the upper hand on them this week, and that's why the point spread reflects itself. Um, I have the Steelers to cover. I think they win by two touchdowns, maybe 17 points. I'll go um, 34-17 for my final. And another interesting note, too, and I, and I talked about Robert Griffin III and his performance last year in a Ravens win uh, in Week 17. He had 121 passing yards. His over and under in passing yards for tomorrow is 165 and a half. I'm going under there, too. I think the Steelers have – uh, been pissed off the last couple uh, with everything that's gone on with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they come out and they play pissed off, and RG3 suffers. Um, I, I think it's going to be a rough day for him tomorrow, uh, and I think the Steelers take advantage of that and them just being incredibly handicapped with all these guys that are out for them. 34-17 Steelers final for me. Yeah, we've kind of talked about everyone that's out for the Baltimore Ravens. Two big pieces that are out for the Pittsburgh Steelers are Stephon Tuitt and James Conner. Uh, Benny Snell football will get the bulk of the carries, probably a little bit of Anthony McFarland in there for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Otherwise, offensively, the Steelers have a relatively clean bill of health. Defensively, Stephon Tuitt uh, is out. He's on the COVID list. I think for the most part, everybody else is back on the defensive side of the ball and healthy. Otherwise, I don't think this is a football game, guys. And, and I know that uh, I probably shouldn't be saying that in a Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, no matter who's on the field. But I, I just think that, like you guys have said, the Steelers are going to be pissed off, rightfully so. Uh, and I don't know that – I think Joe put it well. I don't know that this is a poetic justice moment for the Steelers, but it's going to be nice to see the Steelers, I think, whip up on Baltimore a little bit. I'll take them 27-13. to 13. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bigger spread at the end of the day than 14 points. I just don't think this offense for the Baltimore Ravens is going to get going much. Um, different defense with Tyson Aluado in there for the Steelers. He did not play most of the first game between these two teams, though obviously two it is a huge piece being out. But I don't even think the run game needs to be as much of a factor for the Pittsburgh Steelers because Ben will likely throw the ball all around the field at will. Uh, with the receiving core that he has, it should be a good day for the Steelers' offense in the pass offense, especially um, even against the secondary. I think that may be one of the the one of the only units for Baltimore that isn't really that banged up or that, uh, I guess, put on the COVID list. I mean, however you want to put that. Give me the Steelers 27, the Baltimore Ravens 13 officially, and that will cover a 10-point spread that is the line for the Steelers right now as we record this and get ready for hopefully kickoff at 3.40 p.m. And if you are listening to this re-preview, we appreciate it. This has been episode 38 of the Come On Network podcast. A reminder that you can find us on any device that gets internet or wherever you get and consume your podcast, be that Apple, Spotify, Anchor, or another. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network. That's at Come On 
C-O-M-O-N, Network, N-E-T-W-O-R-K, on Twitter and IG, and on the web at comeon.network. You can find blog stories there, like our Steelers post-game commentary with our immediate thoughts. That'll be up in about an hour after the game. You can also find us uh, seeing with some features, call them hot takes, the pod episodes. You can learn more about our team and shop our merch collection at comeon.network backslash store you can check out our platforms so as long as this game is played on thursday we will have steelers reaction for you in podcast episode form as episode 39 of the come on network podcast but until then kick back relax enjoy what hopefully is the steelers whipping of the baltimore ravens stay safe and come on